Hello there, it's Connor from Unleash the Ghouls. Thank you for checking out the audio version of this episode. If you didn't know, you can also watch the video version of every episode over on YouTube. Just search Unleash the Ghouls and take your pick. In the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to Friday Fright Time, where every week I, Connor, along with my trusty sidekicks, Kofi and Stu, dissect horror movies from throughout history, tearing our favourite, most memorable moments to pieces. This week, we are going to buy a ticket into the House of Wax. No, not the 1953 version with Vincent Price, the actually good version, or the original Mystery of the Wax Museum from 1933. No, we are going all the way to the mid-2000s, baby, where every famous horror franchise was getting some money thrown at it, and this is probably one of the worst examples. We've got a bunch of stupid teenagers who must die, including Paris fucking Hilton, and uh, Sam Winchester from Supernatural who end up in an abandoned town which contains a wax museum with an evil, mysterious killer on the loose. Let's bring in Stu as Kofi is currently in the house of dads, bless him, but he will be back soon and we're going to look at 2005's House of Wax. How are you doing, Stu? <laughs> I'm good, Con. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? House of Wank, are you ready? I quite liked it. I saw it years ago and I thought it was awful and then I rewatched it and thought, you know what, this isn't as bad as I remember. Is it that bad for a budget of $40 million? That I mean, that's robbery, isn't it? But I thought it was right. It was just a bit too long. If they had cut out half an hour, 45 minutes of just shit, I think it would have been an alright film. Yeah, I agree, actually. All the stuff like in the town with the House of Wax itself and mm. all the special effects and things are really quite well done, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, they did have $40 million, so... Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know what they mostly spent this $40 million on? Is it wax? Yeah, ah! <laughs> it, it is and it isn't, mate, because most of the wax things in the museum are made out of peanut butter. Yeah, see, I knew that. See? Yeah, ah, so you've been doing some research for once. No, just, I literally Google peanut butter most days and... <laughs> Cheeky bit of sun pat on there. I love not? a bit of peanut butter. Crunchy or smooth, Stu? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, well, actually, uh, you know, it's got to have nuts in it, hasn't it? Well, I mean, a peanut butter will have to have nuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. you got me there, haven't you, you fucker? Movie begins. As movies do. Yeah. And you got this... <laughs> and you've got this right little dodgy cunt. What a rudge. In the chair, the high chair, this little boy. He's well kicking off. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the terrible twos, but that little shit bag that they had to clamp into the high chair looks 15, doesn't he? <laughs> or Schmidt bag. Schmidt bag, maybe it was Schmidt bag. Uh, oh, twist. Dracula's house of wax. Dracula's wax. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Or yes. House of Dogs. <laughs> the House of Zoltan. <laughs> Welcome to the House of Schmidt. <laughs> Go on, Sultan, make the wax figure, do it. <laughs> it was a bit weird. It started off with, like, the messiest candle maker of all time, didn't it? And then <laughs> this fucking, yeah, this this little bastard gets clamped into his high school chair. High school chair? <laughs> his high school chair! <laughs> yeah, they clamp him into this high chair, and but he looks well old. Yeah, he's cutting up his wrists. And then there's one just peacefully trying to eat his Cheerios, bless him. Yeah, bless him. And then he, he he's obviously the good kid. There's a spoiler warning to put in here because... You find out at the end that the quiet one was the murderer. Plot twist and a half. We're going to jump about an hour of the film where it's just talking.
walkie-talkie dialogue between all these <laughs> teenagers. Uh, actually, you know, one quick point. I will mention the teenagers. So this group irritates me from the very first scene we see them in where they're all sitting in some, like, <laughs> diner, right? <laughs> Stu, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. Careful. Uh, <laughs> you're a average guy. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard the rumours. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a group of friends of, say, like eight or ten people with a portion of chips sitting on the table and between the lot of you, you only ate two chips, how would you feel? Hungry. Yeah, Paris Hilton has a portion of chips in front of her, eats half of one, and then about four minutes later, another guy comes, eats a second chip, and then they just leave. It's like, well, why? They look like perfectly good chips. There's no reason to leave them. What I really loved about the opening scene there at said diner with chips was <laughs> when um, Paris Hilton walks over to talk to her boyfriend and he just sits in the car rapping. Oh yeah, he's laying down the bars. Yeah, he's spitting some hot fire <laughs> and she's trying to talk to him and he just keeps rapping until she goes, oh fuck it, whatever, goes to walk away and then only at that point will he stop rapping and go, oh please come back. <laughs> like... There was no real need for that scene other than stereotyping. Yeah, it was obviously like his mating call to try and lure Paris Hilton. Mating call? Yeah. Oh my god. Say like, what what can I do to, to, to attract this hot female in the corner there eating half a chip? Oh, I know. Gonna put some fucking like Jada kiss on or something. <laughs> that was a, a diversion. We were gonna go back to, um, yeah, the, the, the plot twist. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half into the film. Now leave it. We'll come back to it. We'll get there in the end. Well, we've revealed it, haven't we? That the twins from the beginning are the... No, shh, shh. Okay, but can I mention, though, that the killer, the one with the waxy face, looks a bit like Tommy Wiseau from <laughs> yes, the room? he does. <laughs> Even more so when his face is a bit battered up. Yeah, <laughs> he goes in and says, Oh, hi, Paris. <laughs> oh, it's not true. I did not make the house of wax. I did not. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, wow. a bit of him. That woman falls into a giant pit of death. And, oh, and yeah. What's up with that? I mean, I know it's like the weird <laughs> hillbilly guy. <laughs> that sounded more like a chainsaw than a hillbilly. But yeah, this guy fucking comes out of nowhere. Whatever his name is. Think of a stereotypical hillbilly name. Angus McJomey Billy Fuck. Angus McJomey McBilly Fuck. <laughs> yeah, trademark. Yeah, that. that's a classic hillbilly name. <laughs> Turns out that he just goes round this town and it's his job to get the roadkill. What job is this? Who pays someone to drive around the desolate woods finding roadkill? I think in America that, you know, and maybe other places, other places are available. <laughs> um... <laughs> In case we're ever sponsor-friendly, just showing how professional we can be about branding there. Um, <laughs> Are you an Indonesian company seeking more exposure? <laughs> or perhaps you're a roadkill <laughs> prevention type of organisation who would like some exposure. Oh my god, but yeah, so that's that's a weird scene anyway. But then again, like all the animal corpses look pretty good, like the sort of prosthetics and things. Yeah. I mean, as far as a dead fucking deer will go. I mean, yeah, to, to me, they didn't look that great because most of them had parts of their bodies removed. Um, <laughs> if you thought that was nice, I'm not one to judge. All right, ghoul gang, comment section. Are you a fan of dismembered animals or... Full animals! <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. Oh, Stu, by the way. Priest. There was a, well, fake A waxy priest. priest. Yeah, not really a priest. You can't claim that one. Oh, I, I think he's a good little body double for a priest. And besides, he gets in on the action as well, because the character whose name I forget, probably because it wasn't given to me in the first place, she hides under his robes. Yeah, so waxy priest. Well done, mate. Yeah, fair point. There was a priest there. Obviously, that's skipping a bit, but we're introduced early to the House of Wax, and we're introduced yes. by someone polishing a nipple. Yes! <laughs> Just decides, okay, I'm going to make some tits today. Yeah, I mean, as you do, and obviously later in the film, you find out that that was a real pair of tits. It wasn't yeah. just a waxwork. They were... Ooh, so there's a question. When we go around to censoring this video, are we censoring that? Because it's a real tit covered in wax, so is it still censor-worthy? Yeah, I'm going to put a little candle emoji over it. <laughs> oh, genius! <laughs> There you go, there's your visual Gorgon. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, we're obviously in the House of Wax. She gets spooked by seeing Vincent in the window. Um, ah, yes, named after Vincent Price as well, the actor from the original House of Wax, or at least the 1953 version. Well, that was a strong fact. Um, <laughs> so they start noticing that everything's, you know, being made by Vincent in the House of Wax. And then while looking around, they see someone in the window, it's Vincent. She's scared. So the boyfriend goes outside to check. So he just leaves are in there which yeah. I find a little bit strange you're in a deserted town that's clearly weird as fuck anyway when you get there because mm -hmm. it's all these like super realistic wax figures that by the way the reason they look semi-realistic is because they're actually extras wearing loads of makeup oh shit for real they, yeah. they're not like dummies no no they were loads of extras <laughs> so they're just like 40 people just great lads get the, get the crunchy peanut butter out <laughs> <laughs> just spread it lather them up yeah so he just leaves her in there which I find really weird and then he goes around the back and then tries to jump scare her by banging on a window which I just think is quite irresponsible of him and yeah, I was, move, man. at this point I was quite annoyed I felt like white knighting to be honest and <laughs> if, if this was real life I would have had a word with him and said look you're no good and she can do better than you pal <laughs> inside of the, the Wax Museum. Your boy here, Jared Padalecki, fucking Sam Winchester from Supernatural. He's walking around with the girl. Need to say, by the way, really, really good acting job here from the dog actor in the corner. Oh, who manages <laughs> yeah. to stay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He stays completely still for just the right amount of time until he's close enough to do the jump scare. Yeah. yeah. But in every other scene where the dog appears, which isn't that many, but he is about here and there, he's never, like, that still in any other scene except for that one, where he apparently yeah, can just mimic a waxy peanut butter extra. Imagine if it was just a dog covered in peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Not long after that, the guy that pretends to be a priest and then pretends he owns the garage goes to sell him a fan belt and she realises something's going on so she locks herself in the car and leaves a voicemail. And the reason she has to leave a voicemail is because Paris Hilton is doing what Paris Hilton does best with uh, <laughs> DJ Black Guy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> DJ Black Guy's cousin here. No, it's DJ Rap Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she leaves a voicemail But then later in the film when he actually listens to it It's just a completely different voicemail Where the hell are you? Listen Remember the truck that came to the campsite last night? I think we just ran into him Where's Wade? Oh, he's not out yet? Guess he's still in the bathroom now I got the fan bell Remember the truck that came to the campsite last night? I think we just ran into him. Where's Wade? He's still in the bathroom now. What are you doing? Waiting for Wade. This is my truck. 
Oh, good spot there. This is what I do, my friend. I spot these things to make good <laughs> conversational pieces so that we can then make decent episodes of UTG that will then create a fan base, which means we can then monetize to ext- <laughs> absolutely extort them. And then we can financially find freedom for ourselves uh, through the love of continuity errors. Yes. Buy our shit, guys. <laughs> Buy our merch, which we may or may not have started <laughs> by the time you listen to this episode. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just by episode whatever number this is, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah. We're just we're pumping out merch to the everyone, <laughs> to all five listeners. Or if you're in the early stages, listeners, in about five months' time, buy our shit. Throughout every episode, we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, buy shit. There's nothing they can buy. But in five <laughs> months' time, it's like it's like, would you rather, or, or would you oh. please, would you kindly, would you kindly is what I'm oh, looking for. Oh yes, Bioshock, of course. Would you kindly buy a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Would you kindly just buy our shit? <laughs> yeah, so Paris Hilton, anyway, I've got a whole bit on our Paris here. I bet you fucking have. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. She is notoriously irritating in this film, to the point where she won a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress. What a cunt, basically. She's just a bit gritting here and there. Um, I think it's because it's Paris Hilton, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. they did market the whole film on Come See Paris Die. Yeah, she did. She um, she had to ask the studio to be like, guys, would I have permission to sell, <laughs> to buy my shit? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to sell some watch merch. me with... get stabbed. And they were like, yeah, go on, more people you can get in. Which I kind of slightly rate her for, to be honest. Well, she realised people wanted to see her dead and she rocked with it. I, I rate that. Yeah, I mean, there were numerous reports of the cinema showings <laughs> having audiences literally cheering when yeah, she dies. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what a death as well. It's it's so fucking cool. She's been getting chased down by Vincent and she's taken a few knocks here and there. She gets a knife through her heel. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's quite nasty, that, that one, yeah. Yeah, that really went through me, that. There's a couple more moments which we'll get into like that. And then, yeah, she's like hiding in a car park, having a runabout. Basically just gets a javelin right through her bonds. As soon as it happened, I just turned it to like Andy Gray, the football commentator, like, oh, what a hit, son. What a hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say it. There is a couple of nasty ones. Like there's a bit near the beginning where I think it's like pretty much the first death, isn't it? But when Vincent's chasing him down, he snips his Achilles heel. Oh yeah, with a pair of scissors, and that, that was... one was quite brutal. Yeah, the worst one for me was the finger. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he took. <laughs> That is, yeah, God. Even thinking about it now, it's just like, oh, God, that's monkey, that. God, And no. he's, and doubly bad, that one, because he super glued her mouth shut. Oh, so yeah. For her to alert anyone to her, the end of her finger has just been cut off. She has to peel her lips off, basically, and rip them open. Now, I think, realistically, your lips would bleed way worse than they did in the film. But oh, yeah. they still made it look visually fucking nasty of her having to do that which it was pretty well played to be honest I think some of the effects were really good like when he was sewing up his Achilles here it looked quite good you know and uh, yeah and all the wax in general like where he gets these bodies and has them in like the chair and like mm. attaches all of the heads to like all the equipment and then just sprays them with hot wax it's like that, look, that looks really good yeah actually I think it was pretty good all round until the end when you know the house of wax collapses and to be fair the effects was just pretty shite at that point wasn't it I think inside the house it looked 
look pretty good where they're all like treading through the clear like like thick mud yeah like them treading through it and it like you know actually acting like wax and them sinking into it and them sliding look pretty cool but like when they were looking down onto it and everything was on fire i personally didn't think that looked too great yeah, but, yeah. um them interacting with the house was very well done i think i agree actually i really agree who was the fucking architect for this who would decide we're gonna make a museum out of wax the floor will be wax the walls will be wax everything will be made of wax it's like health and safety is gonna be a nightmare for you lads i've got one more little point about paris as well which really irritated me she's got <laughs> dj rap guy in the tent <laughs> And uh, she's doing a full-on, like, sexy dance for him, you know, pretty much a strip tease. You know, it's not like One Night in Paris, but it does the effect. She immediately tries to have a serious talk, and then when he's like, oh, the radio's playing up, it's two minutes, love, I'm just gonna go and sort the radio out, you know, get, get some fucking Jada Kiss on for our lovemaking session. She just goes to sleep! <laughs> what a cock tease! She just turns all the lights off and gets her head down. I mean, she's definitely been in that situation a few times, hasn't she? But she, um, <laughs> what, in a tent in the middle of the woods? With, with a black guy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I, was with, I teed that up for you, mate. Yeah. mate I've, I've already got mate. enough stick from Pocahontas. Mate, so. you line them up, I'll knock them down, pal. All day long. <laughs> but no, she's, um, you know, from the era that Paris Hilton was in and, you know, with the whole One Night in Paris thing, I think, actually, she played it fantastically well because not only did she play a bit of a slag in the film, which everyone kind of viewed her as, she marketed herself on like come watch this fucking idiot get killed and, it, and people flock to the cinema to go and do it I think from a marketing perspective it's actually pretty genius of her exactly so well worthy of your golden raspberry award love yeah Congrats. take it it's one more it's one more award than we've got <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good point, to be fair. Oh, that's just hit me right in the feels. Yeah, I mean, take that. Take that, you fucking <laughs> awardless prick. <laughs> I think they did well with Vincent. I like the twist at the end where you realise that Vincent was actually the calm brother and he was being manipulated by the one that appeared to be the normal child but was actually the fucking psycho. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, that's a good twist, that, as well, because they were, like, Siamese twins uh, yeah. separated at birth. Yeah, and he had yeah, and he wore the wax mask because of his disfigurement, right? So yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a good twist on top of a twist at the end where, you know, they're in the wax house and she goes and finds the cradle with the wax figure of them being conjoined and stuff. And like I saw this film years ago and I'll be honest, I thought it was crap when I first watched it. So I went in with almost preconceived ideas that I wasn't gonna enjoy it. And actually it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I thought. And as I said earlier, if they had condensed it, I would have probably quite enjoyed watching this and it wouldn't have been that bad so yeah how about you what did you think overall yeah i agree actually uh I, I have pretty vague memories of it because it came out around the same era as the texas chainsaw massacre remake which was actually really good but then you had like loads of just horror franchises coming back like dawn of the dead and uh, you know even amityville horror things like that and some were really good and some were just at the bottom of the pile and i always had house of wax as one of the bottom of the pile ones but yeah looking back at it now it's 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 a good film the cast for the most part actually acted quite well i really like the guy uh, like the evil brother like in the black sort of shirt and suit like he actually does quite a good job with it and then of course even though vincent doesn't 
have like any speaking roles the way he like looks visually and the way he like acts in terms of like his body language is cool like he's, he's well designed and then the house itself looks cool the whole melt-in sequence at the end the interior at least is like a really good finale yeah I, I actually came out of this one enjoying it not too bad a few uh, points here and there to tip the piss out of but solid enough yeah same and I think so for me like because this was two hours and because it was Paris Hilton it would have been really really obvious to do like a silly little edit for you guys where it would have just been you know one night in Paris spliced with some clips from this film of her getting <laughs> getting naked with uh, with the rap guy so I, I haven't bothered this week you know I figured what I'm gonna do is like moving forward unless I see something that's really like stand out I'm not gonna bother because I don't want to like feel like I'm forcing something to feel funny when I don't think it is so I didn't really find anything other than like one night in Paris in this film that I thought oh yeah I can connect to that and make something funny so I think you know moving forward I might change that and just surprise you here and there when I find something I think is pretty good doing look if there's any sponsors out there that wants to sponsor my stew special every week <laughs> any Indonesian animal raw kill disposal units I'll reconsider my stance but until then buy our shit <laughs> Now, do it, do it, <laughs> cool gang, buy our shit. <laughs> let's get out that of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. That was our review of 2005's House of Wax. We may in future touch upon the uh, other movies, House of Wax 53 and Mystery of the Wax Museum. If you'd like us to look into them in some more detail, throw some comments down below. But until next Friday of Fright Time, I've been Connor, you've been Stu. Make some noise, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, what did you oh. expect? What did you fucking tear up for make some noise stew you, you, mate, you said you set him up and I'll knock him and down and I did <laughs> <laughs> see you next time guys bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>